listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Wednesday, the 15th of December. The headlines in the media today, that huge rise in COVID cases, particularly in New South Wales, are 1,360. So with infections rising across the country, just how worried and concerned are investors and consumers. So let's start with consumers and the Westpac Melbourne Institute Index of Consumer Sentiment, which fell 1% in December to a reading of just above 104. The good news is that anything above 100 suggests there are more optimists than pessimists. For more, I spoke earlier with Westpac's Chief Economist, Bill Evans. Bill, how would you describe consumer sentiment? Look, it's still in positive territory. Uh, but I was a little disappointed by the fact that we saw falls in New South Wales and Victoria of around 3.5%. Fortunately, the, the index only fell by 1% because we had strong uh, numbers in Queensland, Western Australia and South Australia. But the two big states that were most affected by Delta are starting to look a little wobbly again. How is Omicron playing out in this? Very, very hard to tell, but I think that's the, that's the message. Uh, that the states that have experienced disruptions recently are getting nervous again, whereas those that haven't are still feeling quite confident. Apart from COVID, what else are consumers worried about? Well, I think the thing that stood out for me was that we asked people about what news items most uh, impacted them. And normally we don't hear anything about inflation. A year ago, only 5% of people recalled inflation stories. Today it was 21%, the third largest component behind national economic conditions and employment, which are always very popular. And we saw a flip flip from 56% being positive a year ago to 70% being negative. So undoubtedly this fear about rising inflation is starting to unnerve consumers. And this is very important for us because we're expecting 6.4% growth in the economy next year. 9.4% growth in consumer spending and we don't want anything to unnerve them and inflation is one of those things that might do that. Just finally, how do they feel about the housing market and what does that say about where we are in the cycle? Well, we've seen another 9% fall in the question is now a good time to buy a home. That's now down 38% from its peak. What that's telling us is that people are getting very nervous about squeezed affordability. It's also, no, I've also noticed that our sentiment index around the outlook for house prices peaked back in April. It's now down 8%. So not only are we, are we seeing owner-occupiers looking nervous as a result of the affordability squeeze, but it might start to be impacting on investors who, of course, are in that game for a capital gain. And with our expectations now off since April, that's starting to weigh on housing as well. So undoubtedly, we're going to see slowing housing. It's just a matter of how long they slow for and when we start to see falls. Bill Evans there from Westpac. Now to the Australian share market, which did fall 0.7% on the 200, 7,327. But it had more to do with the US and the Federal Reserve there. For more on that, I spoke earlier with Mike Jenica from Credit Suisse. Mike, what's driving the market today? Uh, well, the market uh, is uh, is down a bit today, and uh, the main thing that's happening is a bit of repositioning ahead of the uh, the Fed meeting. Uh, so we're seeing a rotation out of 
stocks that are sensitive to higher bond yields, such as growth stocks, commercial property, and uh, gold miners, and into uh, the more cyclical, you know, economically sensitive areas, such as banks and miners. So it's a big uh, meeting uh, tonight uh, from the Fed, and the market's just uh, positioning itself that way in the lead up. What are you expecting to come out of that meeting, and what does it mean for investments? Uh, we're, we're expecting the Fed to, uh, to change some of its uh, parameters around uh, its quantitative easing program to end it earlier than expected, uh, and also to uh, bring forward interest rate increases. Uh, and that's really in response to uh, the higher inflation data that we're seeing. Uh, so we're expecting to see a Fed response to that. Now, the market is broadly anticipating that. And so um, it's probably not in itself, uh, those announcements in itself are not likely to, to move markets. What will be interesting uh, is actually the, uh, uh, the, the Fed forecasts and outlook for, for growth and inflation, and particularly how long is inflation likely to stay high? What are their expectations for future interest rate increases over the medium term? If that shifts a bit hawkish, then uh, then clearly um, the you know, markets may be a bit vulnerable to that. So that's the unknown, is what that outlook will be. That's probably the most interesting uh, issue. 2022, we're just a few weeks away from it. How do you invest in this current market and what are you expecting to happen? Um, well, we expect... Uh, that returns will remain positive from uh, from growth assets. Uh, we uh, we we see them moderating though over the uh, after the very strong run that we've we've had. Uh, so our outlook remains positive on on equities in particular, and that's because we continue to see good growth in profits and valuations being supported by gradual rises in interest rates rather than substantial rises in interest rates, which would undermine uh, the case for growth assets. So for us. It, it, the recommendation would be to, to stay or be fully invested, uh, not to have significant holdings in cash. Uh, the returns are very low and vulnerable to higher rates of inflation that we're seeing. Just finally, given it's the last time I'll speak to you this year, when you look back at the year that was, what do you think is the number one key markets news story for you? The big story for, for the markets we think this year has been the pickup in inflation. This has been the first time we've seen a pickup in inflation of a significant level for a long period of time. And there's a very significant debate as to what is the risk of inflation becoming embedded uh, versus it uh, passing as a more transitory phase. And what it does is it, it really does create a lot more uncertainty uh, for central banks. Uh, the risk uh, is in their response. Uh, in the past, when inflation has been low, they've had large degrees of freedom to ease policy in response to problems. Now, now they have uh, a, a pickup in inflation. And the question is, is how do you respond to that when we've got high asset prices and higher levels of debt? What's the right approach? And so it's a pretty uh, challenging time for central banks. And inflation has proved to be stickier than expected. So that's going to be the big challenge going forward is as to what is the correct policy response to that. And it is a bit of an unknown going forward. Mike Jenica there from Credit Suisse. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. 
It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.